0: you locked in chains, didn't ease my pain, left me feeling ashamed, out in the rain, can't explain the pain, how I stay sane, don't like the game, will it ever change? And welcome to another Resilient Stories podcast, where we um, share the grit and glory behind the stories of amazing people like you who have bounced back from failure and adversity to go and live their best lives on purpose. Today's show is being sponsored by Million Dollar Business Pathway, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and to sell. If you want to learn how to tell and sell your story, go to tawatson.com under the Programs and Products page and click on Million Dollar Business Pathway to get yourself started. So folks, are you guys ready for another amazing uh, show today? Joining me, I have my good friend for over almost 30 years, man, Mr. Ed Hawthorne. On, brother.
1: <laughs> my, my man. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. I am great. Sun's hey, out good. today.
0: Looking good over there, man. You, you're wearing glasses now, so you're getting older. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. to see that. <laughs> glad to see that. So, Ed, for the listening audience who, who, who don't know who you are, man, why don't you just introduce yourself real quickly? Uh, like Tommy said, my name's Ed Hawthorne. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Uh, former U of M student athlete. I'm a retired law enforcement after 18 years. Currently, I'm a civilian investigator for Hennepin County. I went from one side to the next, but still in the county. And, you know, I'm just a dad, a regular guy, uh, helping raise two boys and make them be successful in this world, man.
0: Man, awesome dad. Probably one of the you probably going to come across a better dad than Ed, man. He's awesome, doing a great job, man. Great husband as well. Hey, Ed, if, uh, if folks want to contact you after this broad this uh, podcast, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: All right. You can give me a call or text 612-670-7762. That's 612-670-7762. Or you can shoot me an email at edh481 at gmail.com, edh481 at gmail.com that's my regular email but uh you know my work email is kind of packed but <laughs>
0: awesome. i'll get back to you well, folks he made it very easy for you to contact him if you're looking for speakers man this is a great guy to bring you in to speak to your audiences as well That's there's a lot of good things so ed as you know this podcast focuses on introducing our, our audience to amazing people like you man and, and have you share your story about uh where you overcome i've always admired you for uh the 30 years i've known you man and i appreciate the stories and uh, the challenges you've gone through as well. So let me start with my first question, man. What's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome personally or professionally?
1: Oh boy. Well, you know, uh, 2016 I had a kidney transplant, but before then, I believe in 2012 I was diagnosed diagnosed uh, with kidney disease. Hmm. You know, which a lot of people you there's people walking and know they don't have that disease. Well, I just happened to go in and get a checkup, a regular old checkup, and one thing leads to another and a doctor, you know, you, you know, it's bad news when a doctor tells you, Hey, I need you to come back. And then you go back one more time and then I got to do some more checks. And that was when reality kind of hit you in your face, you know, because, you know, throughout life, you've always kind of, um, I wouldn't say done what I've wanted to do, but I've been not invincible, but I've been able to enjoy life, you know, pretty easily. Right. You know, I'm an only child, haven't done much, but when something like that hits you, you know, first thing you do is you start researching, trying to figure out what's going on. Right. And then you Google doctor doctor things yourself, which is a bad mistake. Yeah. And then you That's start cool. going into that deep mode of the world's getting ready to come to an end.
0: Right. Right. That's you true. know,
1: so that was a tough challenge for me That you know, you know, I've always like I've always fought for everything I wanted in life. And then all of a sudden here's another fight. I have to, you know, you know, like I try to tell my boys, it makes no difference. What you do is how you do it. Yes. Um, hard work pays off and that's one of the things I've always done. But then all of a sudden here you are, your backs up against the wall. Again, yeah. you're backed in this corner again. And it's like, here we go again. What do you do? You Absolutely. know? So that was a big obstacle for, I mean, that was big, you know, um, Leaving St. Louis, growing up, you know, as a black man in America, you know, we weren't supposed to make it till 16 back in our day. Uh-huh. And then once you make it past 16, it wasn't, you weren't supposed to be 18. You weren't supposed to be 21. Right. And we keep having all these, but then you, you have these certain, you know, I had this happen to me again. I'm like, oh, right. what do I have to do? Right. You That's- know, it took some soul search. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that was an obstacle.
0: I appreciate you, man, being so transparent about your story, and in particular, your, 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 your story of kidney disease, man. Now, a lot of folks out there don't, may not necessarily know what, what that is in terms of um, disease, were, were the stages, where the particular stage you were at when you received the diagnosis for kidney disease?
1: Right. Yeah, I was at the early stages, but they caught it early. But it was one of those strange ones that um, once I finally had, they, they diagnosed me with kidney disease. They said, I need you to meet with a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor. And we're going to come up with a game plan to figure out what to do. So I met with this person and he goes, all right, you got to make some changes. Mm. You know, I like to partake in a little alcohol here and there. (laughs) And, you know, the first thing he says, he goes, your kidneys can go today. It can go tomorrow. It can go the day after. We don't know. It could be 10, 15 years from now. We don't know. But what you have to do is you have to start preparing yourself taking care of yourself now so you can at least have time, you know, because you never know. And from 2012, I was able to, you know, maintain and then all of a sudden that change started having to start swelling up. If you look at old pictures of me back in 2015 and 2014 in that area, I mean, I was swollen, you know, shoes and socks, you know, just that little things you just all of a sudden going, Huh? You squeeze your your ankles and it feels like Play-Doh. Wow. Yeah. Um, but what you know? What if someone doesn't know what kidney disease is? Um, when your kidneys are, you know, like pr- pretty much any organ in your body is significant, right? But with a kidney, everything you put in your body, your kidney takes everything in. So whatever you eat, it takes it in, takes all the nutrition parts take whatever needs nutritional out of your food, disperse it throughout the body and whatever is not needed, it comes out as waste. Right. So when a person's kidney is not acting right, it'll still, if it's in an early stage, it'll still break it down. But then there's certain things that it can't break down and it just kind of sit around in your system. So right. once it gets to the point where it's so bad, where you have to go on dialysis, like I had to at the ending stages of it, pretty much just getting rid of all that fluid of stuff that couldn't get rid of my kidneys couldn't get rid of. Wow. So when you see a person full of water and they need to you know, go on dialysis, that's what that is.
0: Wow. That, you know, amazing. so. That's amazing. I know my mother, she suffered from kidney disease as well. Um, you know, so, you know, as, as a former athlete, man, you're a Big Ten football player, All-American football player. You played in NFL and all of a sudden you get this diagnosis that you're not invincible anymore and you get right. kidney disease, man. Talk to us about the feelings that you you were dealing with, your feelings and emotions you were dealing with when you heard this. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it it was in the – at first it was, like I said, it was really tough trying to, you know, because, like I said, I was was the – I'm always second choice early on in things. Um, I didn't pick up things quicker. I'm not as – you know, I wouldn't say not as smart. I just didn't work as hard, you know, in school and things like that. So I had to, when it came down to it, I had to work extra hard to get to, to get by Mm -hmm. Um, with sports. I had to work extra hard, you know, like you say, you know, I, I did this, I did that in football, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that I had to work to get to that spot, you know, and I had to work to keep that spot. Um, There are guys that could do 20 different things that I could do when I can only do one, but I said, I'm going to do that one or two things better than and, and I, I was worked hard at it mm-hmm. so i took well, once i came to grips that i have kidney disease and there's nothing i can do about it it's not gonna magically disappear uh, my kidneys are gonna heal up on its own i said well <laughs> i've been fighting all my life man what, what's another fight yeah you absolutely. know um and Part of that, too, was I wanted my boys to see, you know, because at that same time, I was coaching both of my boys. Yes, uh, We're running the tournaments every weekend, basketball tournaments, baseball tournaments. And then in the fall, we have football. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to see me as one of the dads that, well, my dad's has given up because all they've ever seen their dad is someone who, <laughs> you know, what do we need to do? All right, let's go do it. You yeah. know, I there is no can't. That's you know, sometimes it might be a struggle for you to get it, but you just got to keep fighting. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep... So I just took that same mentality that I had in sports Um in the sense of I'm not the best at it, but doggone it, I'm going to work at it and I'm going to get good at it. And before you know it, we're going to be coming to blows with it. And it's <laughs> yeah. just wonderful. It's just that mentality you have to have, man. That's That's the way I... You know, I'll, you know, I just go through everything like that in life. So, you know,
0: but when you first heard the words, man, what, what were you thinking when you first heard it? Because, I mean, you, you, never, uh, you never endured this before. So what, what ran through your mind emotionally? What would you
1: what you think? <laughs> probably like anyone death, you yeah. know, am I going to die? Yeah. You know, um, there was dark, you know, when you have uh, when you go in and you get a biopsy, you know, you're sitting there going, is this going to be it? You know, do I have to, you know, do I have to call it? You know, am I gonna give up and, yeah. you know, just not do anything anymore? I'm like, no, I, I can't. Right. But to see that's that mentality. But I only had that for a, a small portion of my life. You know, in the beginning, like, oh man, I'm dead. Uh, I'm gonna die. But then all of a sudden, that when you've been fighting all your life for something, <laughs> your your natural instinct is just to say, all right, trying to fight again. Come, come we got to get up. Yeah, you know we got to keep moving. You know, it's just like when my father passed away three years ago, mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, but my parents are fighters. Yeah, you know he.
0: Come on, man! You got to go. Yeah, Let,
1: let's get let's get this on. Let's get this going. Absolutely. You know,
0: Absolutely. so. So, so was your father when you are going through this moment? Was, was he the or, or who was your mentor, or your guide? Man, who was the people that was kind of guiding um, the process, man?
1: believe it or not i kind of hid it from a lot of people
0: <laughs> that's okay. that
1: only child i'm an only child yeah so i had to you know there's a lot of things i just kept on you know i um for like i'm telling you i'm an only child but i didn't have um there was times in life where i had to figure out stuff on my own mm-hmm. you
0: know
1: because both parents worked um sometimes you know my parents were divorced mm-hmm. uh, so mom worked nights sometimes and I got to figure stuff out on my own. I'm not going to call her at work right. while she's working at, at midnight to, you know, to to ask her a question. I got to figure it out on my own or I'll just keep it to myself. But that's that only child. I'm kind of a, I was kind of a loner. Sure. Like you and I, I could talk to anybody for days, but some people are like, hey, so quiet. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, I'm always, I'm constantly, constantly thinking, thinking constantly going, um, but I just had to, is this one of those I, there is no you know, there's no I can't take uh defeat as a as an option.
0: Absolutely. Know. So it that sounds, kind of went off a little bit. But yeah, well, you know, but it sounds like you were probably coaching or, or mentoring yourself. I mean, taking with yes. you in know, sports and kind of guiding you through. Um, was it word any words of advice or encouragement from your wife? Because she obviously knew what was going on, right? Well,
1: had I not had her. Yeah. I mean, because she went in, she was the only person that knew besides a few family members. Like I couldn't tell my mom in the initial beginning because she's she still worried. She still brings up that I wish you never played football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but my wife, yeah, she went in, dive in feet first. Yeah, you know, we figured out food. All right, let's do this. Yes. Till his days, it's like I don't know. That's got too much sodium in it. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but you you were right. Right. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so we plan our meals. We she started planning her meals around my meals, because sometimes when you're a partner, well, I want to eat this. I don't care if you can't eat this. Well, we'll eat it together. So she's my rod, With everything I have in life, you know, uh, like since you brought her up, I forget to mention her because we're so entangled with with life and everything, the way our kids are raised, the way we do everything. Like this COVID that we have right now, most people are having issues with being <laughs> in the same house with their yeah, partner. Right. <laughs> man, we love it, you yeah. know, because <laughs> we get along. I mean, we're right. so we're so we're
0: this bond, mm-hmm. you know. That's so, beautiful, man. She, you, you, your wife is as a is a, is a very a wonderful and sweet person. I've known her since University of Minnesota as well. You know, so let me ask you this: so on your darkest day, man, when you were dealing with the kidney disease, man, what kept you fighting? What kept you
1: fighting? Um. Just knowing that I've that one is kind of hard to explain because, like I said in the beginning, uh, early on, you will continue to hear me say, I've always been fighting. Yeah. Uh, even when it's dark, I got to find a way, you know, to to survive. You know, I want to find a way until if I was on my deathbed, I'll still be going, I still, get <laughs> I'm going to find a way. <laughs> come on, come on with it. As my old man would say, come on with it. Let's go. Right. That's right. So I will still find a way. You know, and plus I, I'm trying to teach uh my kids lessons on, you know, when things aren't going right, when things aren't going the way you wanted to go, mm-hmm. you still have to keep going. You know, yeah. you you just can't bow down and say, Oh, well,
0: I guess that's that. Yeah. You know, no, no, man. You <laughs> you gotta keep fighting. Yeah. And you know, one of the most amazing things about your stories, man, your story was very public. Uh, for a while there as well, once you got the uh, the transplant. Uh, tell our listening audience a little bit about that, man, because it's very, very special, man. Um, right. The place with you and the, the, tell us what it led up to it and then how it came about.
1: Well, uh, you know, like I'm a social media guy, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all that. Um, I put, you know, mainly I got on that just to uh, keep in contact with friends that, you know, lost contact with teammates that I can't see, on a regular basis. So uh, when it came time, like I said, I was pretty private outside of who knew I had kidney disease, things like that. But it got to the point where um, I was on dialysis. And they're like, yeah, you're going to need a transplant. Uh-huh. This was right before I needed a, before I went on dialysis. Um, they said, you're going to need a transplant and you got to go on dialysis. And that's when I went to the U. I, <laughs> I played football at the went to school at the U, University this of Minnesota was that is. <laughs> yes. yes. Went to the University of Minnesota to have my, I had no, this, you can go to any other place you want to go to. You can go to Mayo, you can go to any other uh, hospital in the state of Minnesota. I said, oh, there's only one place I'm going, that's Minnesota. Um, so once I did that, met with all the doctors, uh, met with the transplant team that said, all right, here's your transplant information. What you could do is start asking people uh, if they be would be willing to donate a kidney. Now, uh, it's a little bit for, a little different than asking someone, you know, to borrow a dollar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then,
1: Can you spare me 50 cents? So here I am, a guy, you know, I don't want to ask for anything. Right. Uh, I'll give you the shirt off my back. And if you're going to war, I'm going to war with you. Uh, I'm that guy I'm your I'm your guy, your protector. Yeah. I want to help anybody yeah. but when it comes time for me to ask for help, that's where I have problems yeah so if you know my wife's like, I'll do it. she created this uh, first it was a Caring bridge page to let everybody know what was going on and uh, she started that and then she went straight to Facebook and then that was how it all started and then before you know it, Um, it pays for the young, if any young people are listening, it pays to be kind and it pays to be nice to people. It pays to treat people with respect. That's right. Reason being is this, when my, the clinic, well, the transplant coordinating team, once they told me I can open a list and tell people, this is who you call. This is the numbers you need to do to, to request, uh, to be put on a transplant list for me the the number got shut down within 24 hours because so many people were calling in (laughs) yes so we broke the system yes so fast forward that i'm already in the system people are getting tested all over i mean it was people sent them from all over the united states you know getting blood work done and trying to get on my list sad part is since i'm a beefier guy I can only have one specific kidney, which is a bigger kidney. Um, Now, like I said, uh, I'm a giving, carrying, I'll do whatever for you, right? Right. So my blood type is O positive. The only thing I, I can give you anything I have in my body, you know? So it tells you a little bit of something about my personality. Yes. But I can only receive one type. Yeah. You know, I can't get every, you know, everybody, you know, I got to have specific O positive. That's it. So the list goes on and one day I'm at U of in practice uh, with the old staff, which, you know, we used to be able to go in there and walk in and say hello or do whatever we wanted to anytime. Uh, I was at practice and one of our Gopher brothers was there and his name was Doobie Karras. And Doobie's standing there. He goes, Hey, how's it going? I go, good. He goes, Hey, just want to let you know uh, I'm on the list. I'm going back for a second test. And this was in february of 2016 i believe february january february i'm like no kidding thanks for letting me know and then there's a glimmer of hope i never let anybody know i didn't have any hope Mm. because i'm always constantly you know it's got to happen well if it doesn't then i'm going to be on dallas for the rest of my life i don't care as long as i can breathe as long as i can see these boys grow yes so he told me he did that and the next thing you know Fast forward, I'm on dialysis, learning to do home dialysis so I can continue coaching and being around the kids because dialysis is a whole different beast where if you did it three days a week, you have to go. And, it, you know, me being a bigger guy, I would be sitting on that machine pretty much half a day, uh-huh. you know, trying to get that fluid out. Right. So I was learning to do it every day for two hours. Hmm. But one thing led to another. Doobie was a match. Come June... 2016, we go in together. He went in first. I come out. We all meet up beforehand because we, we met up actually that morning, both of us there. So we took our pictures and all that stuff. And, yes. you know, it, it, it just pays to be a good person, man. Absolutely. It pays to be, you know, a, a, a teammate, a brother, a friend, a good friend, somebody that you know uh, because you never know down that line. You know, man, oh, I don't like that person. You know, Liam, I don't deal with that. You never know when your path is going to cross again. You That's know? right.
0: That's right. And so, it's, a, it's a beautiful story, man. You guys went in, man, was able to do the, the, the kidney transplant. And yeah. how long did the process take?
1: Uh, You know, I don't, believe it or not, I don't remember. But I know he came to my room the next day. Everything went fine. Um, I was up and walking. They are trying to get me to walk the day after. So... <laughs> The next day, I was up. He was down in my room walking already. And if I'm not mistaken, he was painting in, inside of his house within two weeks after leaving the hospital. Wow. Um, I was walking uh, maybe two blocks when I first went home. I was out of hospital in two. But we went in on a weekend. By July 4th, I was home. So I think I went on on Friday, Thursday or Friday. By 4th of July, I was at home. And I started walking block by block. Oh, can't walk anymore. Come back in next day. I mean, I had nothing to do. So every day I'm getting up, walk one block now, come back, walk another block. Before you know it, before I went back, before you know it, I went back to work. I was walking three miles a day. Wow. You know, just constant, you know, I got to go. I got to get it going. In that same drive, you know, that fighter. You yeah. know, I got to prove that I can be a survivor. And then, you know, what I didn't mention also is once you, you're vocal about things and telling people what you have and what you're going through, the more people's like, "Oh, well, I got a cousin that that had that too. He's doing well, he's, right? Believe it
0: or not, he's 30 years post transplant. What? Right? right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So, so reaching out, talking to people, man, is, is a great benefit. And and, and I know Ed for almost 30 years, man. I'm talking about the- Phenomenal guy, amazing guy, always been a great guy. Um, I love him, man, and I really appreciate you. Um, So how would you say this whole ordeal shaped you or or changed you as a person? Uh, I just appreciate – I've always appreciated life,
1: Mm -hmm. but I really appreciate Mm -hmm. life, man. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate life. Um, In the past, I worked too much. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because I, hey, I'm going to work, I'm going to work hard. I was in narcotics when I was with uh, this sheriff's office. So I worked hard. I worked a lot. Um, I missed a lot of things when the kids were young, but now vacations, seeing the kids. I'm taking a day off today. I work a little bit this morning. As soon as I'm done with this, take my son down. We're going to roll and chill and hang out and have lunch. Uh, you know, is I'm enjoying life. I enjoy sunshine. I enjoy. Breathing, I enjoy just socializing with people. Yes, you know, I just it just makes you appreciate life because you never know. You yep. know that Grim Reaper he's right there behind you. Yeah, you just never you never know. Yeah, you, you, you exactly. Know, so right. I appreciate life.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. That's that's a beautiful beautiful uh, piece there. So you know we're coming off of 2020, man. Where people have lost possessions, lost loved ones, lost lost finances, lost hope. Now, what words yeah. of advice would you give those folks out there man to let them know to keep fighting and that a brighter day is going to come just just
1: keep fighting there is there is nothing more positive in life than just trying to just just keep fighting it might not seem like it you have to get up every morning you have to force yourself and tell yourself every morning that you are worthy of whatever you might not have but i money is not the key to everything right absolutely you know it only helps a little bit mm-hmm. you know you have to keep get up and get fighting if you don't have what you if you don't have if you're not in a position that you want to be in your life what are you doing to prepare yourself for that future and being just if you want something you have to go get it mm-hmm. and if you need help with something you have to reach out to someone and you know cuz if I see someone that needs help, like I tell you, if I see a good person that's out in public and doing a great job or something, I'll go up and tell her, hey, you're a special guy yes. or a special person. Good job. Like if we're at a restaurant, somebody's doing fantastic service, I'm always listening. I'm always scanning me because that's the only child I have in me. That's right. the only child in me that I'm always just constantly looking and searching and mm-hmm. finding because I, if I see something that's positive, I'm going to tell you about it. Right. Um, but you just have to keep fighting, man. That's my biggest thing is that's me. Uh, with everything I ever had to do, I had to go fight for it. Uh, I'm not going to stick my hand out and and ask you to give it to me, you know, but you just have to keep fighting. That's the only positive thing I can The advice I can give someone, I don't have this magic wand to to tell you that if you do this here, this is where your life is going to be, but you just have to get up every morning and you know every day you're above ground breathing that's a positive you know it might not be in the perfect situation that you're in but you have to keep fighting because there's always something worse that's
0: right you know and and, and that's some great advice man some folks out there if you're not pumped up by Ed Hawthorne's journey man I'm not sure what's going on with you but Ed if people want to get a hold of you again what's the best way to contact you
1: Perfect. Uh, my cell phone number, call or text, 612 670 7762. Again, that's 612 670 7762. And if you want to reach out to me via email, edh481 at gmail.com, edh481 at gmail.com.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. I know we have a lot of folks out there always looking for overcomers, man. You can't think of a better guy to come in and talk to your folks, man, about overcoming you know, Ed Hawthorne. And, you know, a a little caveat uh, for the folks who didn't know this. uh, Ed is kind of smiling. I see a little smile coming. Our history goes back to (laughs) Ed and his workplace took me in when I came out of high school. A very, uh, I was a very um, unpolished individual at that time, wasn't I? (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't say (laughs) unpolished. I mean, you're just like the rest of us. It's just you're,
1: you're young and vibrant is what i like <laughs>
0: energetic you
1: know you're like, hey relax you go
0: be yeah. all right and, and i can't thank them enough man for taking me in man and just kind of help show me the ropes when i got to university of minnesota man it was like big brothers to me and uh um uh, can't thank them enough so ed we've talked about some tough stuff you ready to have some fun real quick yeah go for it all right <laughs> this portion of our podcast is called the rapid fire purpose questions all right I'm just going right. to ask you a number of questions about purpose. I'm not going to elaborate on the questions. I want you to give me and the audience your best answer. You ready? All right. All right, here we go. Go for it. <laughs> Tell us how you have turned a dream into reality. Hard work. Okay. What gives your life meaning? Family. If money was not an issue, what would you do with your time? Uh, help others. What one word best describes you? Friend, what problem do you want to solve in our world?
1: The pro that's a good one. Well, right now, um peace. Mm -hmm. Peace right now. We need peace. Mm -hmm. Too much anger around.
0: Yeah. What was your favorite thing to do as a kid?
1: Uh, uh, watch cartoons and uh, eat uh, Captain Crunch uh, cereal in the morning, Saturday morning.
0: Saturday morning, (laughs) (laughs) there we go. A lot of people identify with that one. Yeah. What do you wish you had more time to do? More time. Well, right now, I wish I had more time with my old man who passed away three years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. What did your 15-year-old self imagine you'd be doing right now?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, let's see. If this was this question would have been twenty years back playing football. Uh, Fifteen, I knew I was going to play football. I knew I was going to play college football. I knew I was going to make uh, a professional team. But for some reason, a young, energetic young guy thought I was going to retire an uh, NFL pro and take care of the whole entire family, <laughs> make sure they're set for life. But reality is that is right. Right. <laughs> Who inspires you the most? Who inspires me the most? Uh, I have believe it or not, um, my dad, my mom. I just can't name one. Right. Uh, those two are the closest to me. I had an uncle growing up that was a he got me my first gym membership that started me working out. Uh, and my wife, man, she when she was holding everything down when I when when things weren't going right. Uh, I wouldn't have half the things I have now if it was not for my wife. We can go out and buy whatever we want within reason. Uh, because of her, we have everything we have is because of her. You know,
0: awesome. so. I love, Kudos to your wife, man. What's uh, one thing we might be surprised to learn about you?
1: Other than being an only child, uh, I'm kind of a loner. Okay. I think people would. You know, like I said, I could talk to anyone. I can hang out and do whatever. I'm not a closet guy, but uh,
0: I can spend days by myself and not blink an eye. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's on your bucket list to do within the next year?
1: Next year, uh, travel out of the country again. Uh, we've uh, went to Aruba, Dominican Republic. I want to go somewhere. I would like to go to Europe, but that'll probably be after college is paid for. Yeah,
0: okay. You know, <laughs> What's something you will spend your time doing no matter what?
1: Uh, Being a father.
0: What do you want your grandchildren to say about you?
1: (laughs) Grandpa has deep pockets. (laughs) No, he's a... (laughs) Uh, Grandpa's fun. Grandpa's fun, loving... Love spending time with grandpa. I can't wait for that day to spoil them rotten. Uh like my dad did, my boys. That's what I'm talking about. You know, about. just pull out the bank road, take them, buy them whatever they want. Grandma does the same thing, you know. What do they want? I'm like, you could you didn't do that for me. <laughs> well, that's because you won a grandson. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. If you
0: were a superhero, what would your superpower be? <laughs> that's easy,
1: man. I'm uh the Hulk. I'm uh this is another, believe it or not, but uh, old Eddie has an inner rage every now and then that uh, <laughs> that could use some, people can use some smashing that uh, I would love to give a little bit of that too, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. What sparks your creativity? My creativity? Uh, probably my, just my family. Uh-huh. You know, I spend the most time
0: around them, so they spark my creativity. Good. If you became president today, what law would you pass first?
1: I don't know. It's kind of scary to be president, but let's
0: think about that one. (laughs)
1: Uh, Probably I would make it, you know, instead of talking about taxing the rich, I would make it, I would really tax those billionaires and millionaires and make them and then take that money and give it back to the lower class. There
0: you go. Good, good. If you could follow someone around for a day, who would it be and why?
1: If I can follow someone around. You know, I would have liked to have followed Malcolm X by, Hmm. uh, follow behind Malcolm X. I watched a couple of documentaries. I read the book. You know, years ago in college, read it again and watched a recent documentary. And I was just fascinated by how confident and not afraid, because he's totally opposite of what, you know, he says what's on his mind and he was (laughs) determined. But what I also liked about it is that once he went outside and went to uh, Mecca and came back, his values, his view changed on life. Yep. But he was still uh, vocal as far
0: as telling people how he felt. Absolutely That's a good one. What's the best gift someone's ever given you? best gift
1: Outside of advice, I have this watch my uncle gave me in 1990 before I went on went to college. It was Seiko Gold watch. I still have the date and I actually showed it to him. Uh, I took a picture of it and showed it to him. He forgot about it. He goes, What's that? I go, That's the watch you gave me when I went off to college because I didn't have a watch.
0: Wow. Still got it. Wow. That's awesome. Now I'm going to go watch. That's what I'm talking about. What's been the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Uh, that I'm a, a good person.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm a, believe it believer, <laughs> another believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I kind of enjoy it when if someone tells me you know that you know he's a good dude you know well it's like all right in the back of my mind it's like all right what I'm doing is paying off if someone if I hear someone
0: say that absolutely yeah. what's one thing you have never been afraid to do?
1: Uh, never been afraid to do uh, walk into a room of people that I don't know and socialize. Uh, I've never been afraid to do that Good
0: <laughs> What moment from your childhood are you most proud of?
1: Probably making it out of the neighborhood yeah you know um, like you know is when you go back to visit it's great to see people but you know you're you, we're lucky just that the fact that we made it out absolutely you know absolutely
0: What does success look like for you?
1: Success, happiness.
0: Yes. <laughs> for the people who know you best, what would they say your purpose is in life?
1: <laughs> helping everybody. helping to, I'm the go-to guy. You Give me a call, I got you.
0: Good. What are you most grateful for? My family. Yes. What's been the biggest lesson you have learned in life?
1: Hard work pays off.
0: Good. And last but not least, how do you want to be remembered in history?
1: As a... Loving, giving, just great guy, plain
0: and simple. I hate rejection. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. In a know, throw, my friend, you made it. Give yourself a round of applause, man. <laughs> Appreciate awesome it, job. brother. Awesome you- job, brothers. Hey, folks out there, uh, I hope you've been inspired by Ed's story, man. He's an overcomer, true overcomer. Um, and I-, I want you guys to make sure you reach out to him. Hey, Ed, the purpose of our or the focus of our podcast centers around two things. Purpose and resiliency. What last words can you give us around purpose and resiliency? Uh, purpose.
1: Uh, sometimes it might not, you might not know what their purpose is. But you have to keep striving in life. And the resilience is just, that, that says it all, man. And that says that all about you. Yeah. Um, you just can't give up on life. Even if you haven't figured out what your purpose is. Yeah. You just can't give up on whatever you're doing because somehow that purpose might fall in. Because like I said, I was in law enforcement for 18 years yes. in college, you know, that I was a guy that made sure things were safe around or if I'm going in somewhere, I'm going to make sure everything's okay. Right. It took me 18 years to figure out that law enforcement was not my purpose.
0: Wow. Wow. You know, I yeah. thought that
1: was my purpose to be a positive role model in the community. Yes. You know, but I found out that that, you know, been in law for one of my purpose, but I'm still pushing forward. Who knows? I might find my purpose later on down. I could be 70 and all of a sudden, ding, here it is. But guess what? I'm still fighting throughout life. I'm still enjoying life. I'm still moving through the world, you know. So
0: that's right. Very, very well said, man. Thanks for sharing that. So, folks out there, uh, again, I want to thank my good friend Ed Hawthorne, really friends for 30 years, man. It's been almost 30 years, brother. Um, appreciate you folks if you were someone out there and you're an overcomer with an amazing story we want you to go to tawatson.com and share your story with us subscribe to our podcast resilient stories download this episode rate it share with your folks on social media once again ed hawthorne brother thanks for coming on to the show everyone else out there we, we appreciate you tuning in god bless Peace. yours truly dr watson <laughs>